Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. You're here as always with me, Consumation San. And me, Atreya. And today we're, we were going to do a deep dive on the Son of Sam, but it's a little bit too heavy, really. And, uh, and I don't want to be killed. Yeah, to be honest with you, and there's a lot more. I think that's just going to be, like, I think we need to find a few more things on it before we can say it is or it isn't, like... Pay for some decent bodyguards. Well, yeah, to be honest. There's but, a whole long list of people who wound up dead. <laughs> who started dead. Yes, yes, and uh, I don't we don't want to become them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got enough trouble with the Russians. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so... Going on from that, when I was researching into some of the Son of Sam stuff, I found a little bit, something that's a little bit light-hearted. I say that now. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how this works out, to be honest <laughs> with you. But that is kind of the moral panic that surrounded the, the Son of Sam killings. And to be honest with you, the, the kind of the 70s and 80s and that whole period... And the thing with moral panic is it just, it goes in loops. Every few years there's a new thing that we all need to be outraged about, and it's it's something of nothing. Several this year, and last. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. But, I mean, usually it's, it's over, the media overhypes it, and then yeah. you're kind of getting into arguments with your family about it, and this, that, and the other, and... I suppose that's how the media works. It it's to sell papers or to get the clicks, and it is what it is, unfortunately. But Stan Cohen did a study in the early seventies, and he was he was studying mods and rockers. In the beginning, mods and rockers kind of they just went about the business. They weren't this rivalry that we all consider. I don't well maybe not nowadays, but there wasn't really the rivalry until Easter weekend in 1964. Now, it was an Easter weekend, so it's a long weekend, so people are going out, boozing, obviously, <laughs> and a little few fights broke out. There's a little bit of vandalism going on. But in Brighton, this was all laid at the door of the mods and the rockers, and the media got involved, and they over sensationalized how much violence there was how much graffiti there was and basically by the end of the week of of all the reporting this was basically a full-on gang war between the mods and the rockers <laughs> and this in turn led to the police cracking down on mods and rockers and any future events that they may have and just to try and alleviate the the public's concern and that is kind of like an example of how it all kind of escalated in the beginning. They didn't really care about each other. They didn't notice each other. But because people got involved that shouldn't have got involved because they don't understand the subculture that it is, they just see these people that are different from them and they jump on them straight away. And then we end up with quadrophenia. Why can't they just let them crack on? Enjoy their music. Dress how you want. It's all good. Who cares? Well, this is it. This is it, to be honest with you. It's just people, do-gooders, sticking their nose in. Yeah. Mind and, your own feckin' business. Yeah, just let people be. And yeah. th this is how we kind of get onto the, the the Son of Sam angle here, because during 
the time that Dave Berkowitz or the Son of Sam's were roaming about, devil worshipping was a big moral panic. And the 80s were bleak enough without throwing this into the loop. But uh, there was a lot of... I wouldn't say panic, but there was a lot of outrage over the music of the time. I mean, we had Twisted Sister, Motley Crue, Quiet Riot. We had Kiss with Face Paint. And even though... Yeah, even though they weren't singing about burning altars and, and upside down crosses, because they kind of represented something different, everyone... Oh, well, everyone, the, the do-good, the, the God-bothering people jumped, <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon and said, no, we can't have this. This has got to be something to do with him downstairs. Yeah, Gene Simmons clearly is... His tongue is just a representation of Lucifer himself. Come on, this is clutching at straws a little bit. Exactly, I mean... But the problem... The problem with this is that it was with everything is the media kind of stoked this fire. And one of the main things about this satanic ritual abuse and, and the, the whole devil worshipping people are doing horrible stuff to other people and children as well is it because it kind of comes out of a book that was published in November in 1980, and it's called Michelle Remembers. Now, oh yeah, this book was... It was said it was a true story, and it was that Michelle Smith... That's that's the name in the book. That's not her, her, her actual name. But in, in the late 70s, Michelle Smith started going to see a therapist, Dr. Lawrence Pazda, for depression. But she felt there was something else in the background, something that she not necessarily needed to confess to, but there was something that she couldn't really verbalise to him. And it, and it was pretty big. So basically what happened was because... Lawrence Pazda isn't a hack at all. Just straight up, honest to God. Fucking <laughs> snake oil salesman, to be quite frank with you. Uh, but he decided to go and give Michelle hypnotherapy. Uh, so she went through 14 months and 600 hours of hypnotherapy. Now, there's a lot of issues with hypnotherapy. In my, in my personal, from my personal point of view, like I've never experienced it, but you can plant memories into people. Uh, and yeah, that's power of suggestion, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's like sleep paralysis, okay? You you think there's something on on the, the bottom of your bed, but there's really not. It's just your brain is just tripping out. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the same with hypnotherapy. If you're asked leading questions and you're under the watch, as I suppose it would be, because you're not under the knife, but uh, I, th- I think <laughs> I think that's that's kind of the way you'd go with it. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a very reliable method of uh, finding regress- re- repressed memories. No. 
And one hundred percent. If I was going to a, a therapist, a psychologist, and they said, "Right, we're going to do some hypnotherapy on you," I'd walk out there and then and go, mm. <laughs> "No, don't believe any of them certificates are for wall. I think they're all from pointer print for a start, right?" And it, no, no, it just doesn't. For me, it's it's something. Maybe maybe people have had good experience with it and and good luck to you. Whatever kind of therapy suits you is is that's for you but for me personally i i take it with a bit of a pinch of salt uh, i'd be like bitch ain't nobody coming close to my repressed memories but paul mckenna get him in the room or get out i see as well yeah i was i can't remember what it was but i was reading something either about paul mckenna or darren brown and basically they started or they got into it as just a way of suggestion rather than actually doing proper work uh paul, yeah. paul mckenna in a doctor so uh <laughs> just studied some things uh but i can't i can't remember what the article was but it, it was quite interesting that how they didn't really go through it for the helping aspect in the beginning uh but then but like i say for every paul mckenna or darren brown there's like five other dodgy bastards around the corner going here and watch this uh, yeah, I think they just did it for like entertainment purposes, didn't they? Yeah, As yeah. As opposed to, they're not going to open their own, you know, therapy center or something. Well, actually, I think Paul McKenna wrote quite a few books, but uh, Darren Brown clearly just does it to show people how it's how easy it is to manipulate somebody. Yeah, and and he's all about the power of suggestion. I mean, the yeah. the for where he explains how a Ouija board is done, it's because it's your own internal like subconscious. Pu yeah. pushing the board to the things you want to see uh but yeah basically so what has the uncovered uncovered in quote marks is that <laughs> when michelle was five over a period of a year her mother put her through a series of rituals uh that were to try and appease the devil and there was there was several other people involved in this people came and went I won't go into what happened or what she claims to have happened or, or what she believes to have happened to her. Uh, but it's if you've, you've whatever the devil likes, they kind of did to her, apparently. Uh, so he he identified, Pastor identified the perpetrators of these acts as members of the Church of Satan. Now, what's interesting here is as soon as the book was published and Anton LaVey threatened to sue him for libel, he kind of backtracked from that and went, ooh, maybe it wasn't them. Uh, <laughs> Convenient. Yeah, if you don't know about the Church of Satan, it's a... I don't know if it's an official religion, but it is a church and they... They're pretty cool, to be honest with you. They're they're, they're quite chill. Uh, they look at the word Satan in the Hebrew meaning, which means adverse uh, adversary. So, in other words, if you've got something you need to go up against in your life, you need to use positive stuff against it. And they try and promote positive well-being within uh, themselves. They probably should have chose a different name for their group, right? <laughs> Yeah. We're all about positivity and battling negativity and come join the Church of Satan. 
their PR person needs firing immediately. But the thing is, Anton LaVey, if you, uh, I'm, I'm sure you know who who he is, mm. but I mean, he looks like some Ming the Merciless motherfucker, right? <laughs> he's bald-headed, he he's got his lovely little clip beard, and he actually turned around at the beginning, well, not at the beginning, but in, in later life when he'd gone back from the church, uh, he turned around and said, I just did it as a money-making opportunity, right? Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Honest. Yeah. Can't knock him. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and what what is quite funny about Anton Lavey is his uh, his born name was Howard, which I think <laughs> is brilliant considering the way he looks. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like he should have stuck with Howard. Indeed. I think Howard is much more imposing than Anton. Especially with that look. I mean, you'd be like, yeah. You know, you're all right, Howard. What's going on? <laughs> he could be. He could get H for sure, couldn't he? Sup H, or Howie, Ooh, affectionately. Yeah, I suppose only only, only inner circle members call yeah, him that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, only like brother John or whoever is his second in command can call him Howie. Yeah, I mean his daughter was the high priestess in the eighties of the church. Oh really? Yeah, but then what's her name? Uh, you. Put me on the spot right now. Can't remember. And just Google it, basically. Uh I hope it was something flamboyant. But she 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 was actually uh she's in, in was the centre of conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift. And I don't know what it is because I never looked into it, but she kinda did look like Taylor Swift when she was younger. So <laughs> So uh, I don't know, maybe she maybe they're saying she's the uh the brains behind uh, Tay Tay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so that's one of the places where the story starts to fall apart. One of the second places is both Michelle and Paz there were married to different people, obviously, when they started doing this therapy. And then shortly after the book came out, they divorced their other halves and got married to each other. <laughs> of course they So, bad, bad therapist, straight away. Don't get involved with your uh, uh, subjects. Tangent Cam, his kids are called Carla, Xena with a Z, and, wait for it, Xerxes. <laughs> Xerxes, that's a strong name. Love it. Strong, yeah. strong name. Love it. I'm calling my yeah. kid Xerxes. It was Xena. Xena was the high priestess. Uh, that's that's definitely a high priestess name. Good for her. Exactly. Yeah, strong. Uh, Carla was never going to make it. <laughs> Xerxes is fucking ruling Crete at the minute. <laughs> he's, he's out there on his, on his uh, seven foot tall, on his carriage pulled by humans. <laughs> Xerxes is ruling Crete, Xena's high priestess of the entire cult, and uh, Carla is assistant manager of uh, co-op. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you can see it all now. <laughs> uh, he wasn't going to invest in it. What's the point? Let's face it. Exactly. It's like, yeah. First one's, first one's always the worst one, isn't it? First or worst. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh... So, Pasta married Michelle, which, yeah, red flag there. <laughs> he also never reported any of these incidents to the police. He just went to a publisher, which... <laughs> wow. 
if you've been told about a crime, as much as you want to make money, you you, you know you go to the authorities first. Uh, Michelle also had two sisters, and along with their father, they turned round and went, "Never happened, mate. Don't know what don't know what you're talking about." Uh, and ah. I, I think, as well. Well, Pasta was a Roman Catholic, and I think he kind of had his belief guide him on this one, rather than. Uh, just his Hippocratic oath, really. I think he just went, you know what? Someone's you someone like asked the leading questions on hypnosis, found out someone was doing something to her and it, it's the devil. Obviously. It was bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I think I think the major, major falling down point in this is the uh the last ritual. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> the last ritual lasted 81 days, and this was to summon Lucifer himself. 81 it, days? 81 days. And apparently they summoned Lucifer, and it needed the intervention of the Virgin Mary, the Archangel Michael, and Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> to stop it, and... Jesus, being the good dude that he is, blocked her memories until a time that was right when she would remember. So, okay, so that's all That's all well and good. That's all fair and well. So did God not feel like he should maybe chip in at this point? Was he just he like, was like, I think Mary and Jesus have got it. It's fine. It's like I think, an archangel. I think first off, he sent Michael down and he was like, oh, he's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Mary, go and go, go and tell him. And then she started getting her ass kicked, and he was like, "Jesus, put your shoes on, or else I'll have to go down there. And if I go down there, ooh, there's gonna so be." So help ooh. me, God, I will turn this car around. So help me, me, so me, I will. Ooh, I tell you. Now get your ass down there and help your mother out. Yeah. So it it kind of was like fair enough, whatever, but. People, this this book was it was a true story. None of this evidence was ever corroborated. Like say, it was just hypnotherapy and Michelle's word. Now, don't get me wrong; some bad things may have happened to her, and it's it's a horrible situation. But you need more than one source. You need two sources, three sources, right? And even Oprah had her on, oh, and said everything in this book is true. And maybe she bought everyone cars after the episode. I don't know. Oprah uh, it was said it... that. Yeah, Oprah yeah, said she... that it was true. Yeah, she 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 said this is a, this is the book, a true story, and this is the story of it. And had her on the show as a chat show, and obviously sat there probably going, "Ooh, pulling that face." She does. I don't know. I don't watch Oprah. And this is whatever. why nobody should fall for the Harry and Meghan interview. This is hard, solid proof that Oprah is full of shit. Yeah, forgot about that. I should have kept away from Oprah. <laughs> uh, okay, but from from a Michelle perspective, right? How vain is she that she thought that she was involved in a group of people who could actually summon the devil, the 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 master of hell, the great and powerful, that that you know, I don't know, 
six people dancing around a fire for 81 days could make him go, oh God, if they don't stop that incessant fucking chanting, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm just going to go up there and I'm just going to politely ask them to just shush a little bit. And then, oh look, there's somebody for me to possess. I'll do horrible things. No, I don't think he got off his ass. I don't think he cared. How vain are they to think that they can summon the devil? This this is the thing, and this is the thing with with the time as well. I I don't I think the moral panic, and because Pazda was a Roman Catholic, he put one and one together and came up with six hundred and forty seven, <laughs> and went gotta be the devil because what other thing could it be? Oh for goodness' sake! I and. And the interesting thing is, as well, during this 81-day last ritual where Jesus was just chilling with them, uh, <laughs> Michelle apparently went into school every day and showed no sign effects of anything. Funny that, isn't it? Exactly. Really I thought, weird. Yeah. So, uh, but no, Oprah said the it's true, so it must be true. picks and chooses his times, doesn't he? He's like, no, her education comes first. We'll deal with this at half past four. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you're on that bus and don't get detention for the love of him upstairs. Have you got your lunchables? <laughs> Pack to them ham ones you like. <laughs> this is I, just... <laughs> see, now, this isn't even the weirdest thing about this time, because with the moral panic that we're going through with Satan worship and devil worship and all this, somehow... Role-playing games, Dungeons and Dragons got dragged into it. Oh no! I know it's it's just it's just. Bad. Have you I don't seen think... the pay- the people that play Dungeons and Dragons? They are the least evil people you could possibly ever hope to meet. Look at those cute kids in Stranger Things. God love them. Yeah, they can't even deal with. I'm not going to say normal people, but they can't deal with society as a ge- general. No, imagine yeah. if the devil popped up, they'd shit themselves. <laughs> ah, fuck you know. They would get you know them you know you know them bean bags you used to have at school, the ones that you used to use for PE that you used to like chuck at people. You know they were like red, blue, yellow, <laughs> yeah. green. They'd be like fire spell and just lob this bean bag at the devil. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> shit. Now what? Shit. I have a pencil and a paper. Uh, I'm just going to write down some shit rolling dice at him. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> or two pencils together in the sign of a cross just going, the power of Christ <laughs> compels you. That's what they said, wasn't it? Didn't that work? It, it really didn't. He got thrown through a window, didn't he? <laughs> he uh, did. <laughs> so Max von something. Yeah. I was thrown through a window when he tried that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons got dragged into this, and I don't think uh, Gary Gygax was imagining that this is what he created. No. Uh, so the reason why it got dragged into this is because a lady called Patricia Pullin set up Bad, which was bothered about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, a, for goodness uh, sake. Isn't that a, a dad? B-A-D-D, Bad. No, Dungeons bad. and dragons. But dad. Ah, uh, yeah, it would be. It would be. Stupid yeah. cow couldn't even get it right, could she? I've set no. up a company called Badad. <laughs> Badad. No. Okay. And uh, she was. Uh, she. 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 She set this up in 1983. Now, the reason why she set it up is because her son Irvine, Ir- Irvin, 
had committed suicide a year earlier and he was a an active role-playing game he, he, gamer he 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 played dungeons and dragons at school she actually she actually filed a, a wrongful death lawsuit against the school and against the headmaster because of his suicide because uh his character had a curse placed on him and she felt that he spiraled and it caused him to commit suicide. I think her being, her being his mother caused him to commit suicide. Jesus, yeah, she sounds like a I dragon. Mean, yeah, not she the was kind. No, she was. She wouldn't be in Dungeons Dragons. She wouldn't be one of them dragons. Uh, no, she, she definitely wouldn't. Yeah, She'd be the demogorgon. <laughs> but they they actually this organization they published a a 44 page pamphlet which urged school districts to ban dungeons and dragons and other role playing games because six young people who played make believe had committed suicide I now it's ridiculous why are you why are you suffocating these children's rights to have an imagination exactly but it's kind of like clutching at straws of the Definitely. six people i mean James D. Egbert the third was, was probably the most high profile one uh, that that committed suicide. But in the actual pamphlet, it's basically it says like on the first page is the below listed victims of suicide have one common denominator. This is all in caps and underlined. All were heavily involved in Dungeons and Dragons. All wore clothes. All had hair. Let's start this is, ragging on Topshop. This is what this is what it kind of goes on. It descends into all deaths involve weapons, save one. Three died on the full moon. All were white males between the age of twelve to eighteen. Three were honor gifted students. What I mean, it's all over the place. That what? <laughs> there's, there's absolutely no consistency in there whatsoever. No, one wore brown shoes. One wore red shoes. Like what the fuck? It ah. Uh... And weapons? Well, yeah. I mean, generally killing yourself involves some form of weapon, you know. Indeed, and it's America, so everybody's got y- a gun. Yeah, and and the, so this this wasn't about banning guns or or the the Second Amendment. This was about banning a fucking game. That's how much. <laughs> Sorry, Americans, if you're listening to this, but for fuck's sake, do you not see the difference between? stopping the king of england coming in and trying to fucking take your country back and kids rolling dice that's just uh... (laughs) i mean to be honest with you the pamphlet kind of just then descends into a dungeon master's handbook because it gives like (laughs) all the rules and like how to cast spells in it and shit it's 44 pages of nonsense well not nonsense because it's is basically the rules but it doesn't have any any plot to it there's no this is the reason why it needs to be banned it's just like if you roll a six and a four you can cast lightning but it's irrelevant because the kids and the people who play D know and are fully aware it's not real that's like that's like Johnny Depp thinking that he actually is Jack Sparrow and, you know, nicking a boat and sailing away with it. It, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, actors know that they're not actually those characters in the movies they play. People can tell the difference. Well, 
majority of people can tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary and it's just a game you know i this didn't is... used to think i was really the pink ranger just gonna leave that silence in there <laughs> uh but this what is the thing as as well i mean if if you're gonna commit suicide you've obviously or if you're thinking them thoughts you've obviously got something going on and if anyone's thinking them thoughts or they're having uh, a, a, a crisis or they're suffering from depression please go and seek help because just talking to random people cannot get you anywhere just don't do hypnotherapy uh but obviously he had other issues that were affecting him he's a kid going through school jesus christ it was horrid yeah he, Especially, imagine a kid in the 80s playing Dungeons and Dragons going through American school. He was bullied. Yeah, locked in the locker every single day, I would say. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 back then, it was, you were a nerd in the 80s. You were a nerd. There was no, none of this acceptance that we've got nowadays with right, social cool media. Now play it. Yeah, exactly. Back then, you were just a nerd and you were locked in your locker and... Your bag, you were pushed over in the mud. Yeah. Legit was uh, as well. As if, like, as if school isn't just crap enough, though. Like, school in high school in general is just shit. It's just a world of shit. If somebody gave, said to me, you'll have a, you can have a million pounds if you go back and live five years of high school, I would say, keep money, thanks, you're all right. I just wouldn't yeah. do it. So there's no way that this guy took his own life because of D&D &D and his character getting a cut. That is just absolute, it's just ridiculous. And I think that woman should be ashamed of herself for even thinking that that was the aim instead of digging down and thinking, am I a bad parent? Or was he getting bullied at school? Or did he have a girlfriend? Had they just broke up? Or had he had a fight with his friends? Or, you know, or just anything. But so, yeah. it's just ridiculous. I know. This This is the thing as well with this, this, devil worshipping this this social moral panic whatever you want to call it it's people are looking for excuses that are not them they're trying to push it out there it, it it's nothing to do with me i was the perfect mother or father or whatever it must be something else and america or well i wouldn't say the world but certainly western world was something stu some stupid percentage of christianity people went to church every week back then i know i got dragged in church every week back then Oof. and it was that you you believed like you know, i don't know but our parents my parents believed in god believed in the bible uh, and they were pushing it down so when something bad happens even though Obviously, we discussed how passive aggressive my mum is, even though <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't bad at all. But I think if something like that happened to me, I think she'd be looking outwards rather than inwards and saying, it must be the devil. It can't be anything to do with us. It's got to be some outside factor. And I suppose it's a, it's a kind of uh, you self-preservation tactic i suppose nobody wants to look at how horrible they are they don't want to look in the mirror they just go no fine ignore it must be a bad man bad thing not me yeah. they don't want to be the bad man the bad thing and you can uh you can kind of uh, get your head around it that way but blaming 
a board game? Uh, no. It's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, Although, I will say... I think people have been killed over Monopoly, so is it that much of a stretch? Yeah, Monopoly's a horrible game. Mm-hmm. The worst game ever. <laughs> and you know the people at Christmas who go, let's play Monopoly. You know they're dickheads. Uh-huh, right? yep. Mm-hmm. My mum's partner said it last year, and I almost knocked his fucking teeth out. I was like, <laughs> you can shove that game. But, oh, why don't you want to play it? Because it's the worst game ever. Like, for a start, I'm not big on capitalism because I'm poor. But <laughs> for a second, right, we'll just be fighting. Yeah. Why do you want to end every Christmas with a punch-up? I don't understand. Well, uh, they have their own like hotline, don't they? Monopoly has its own hotline for, for people to call when they think that, like... It's getting a bit heated, and they've got like trained staff that like calm people down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's a it's a real thing. Google it if you don't believe me. It's a real thing, and it's like this is so they know that people basically just are quite quite capable at Christmas of murdering their relatives and not thinking anything of it over Monopoly, uh, beating somebody to death with the Monopoly board, or giving them death by a thousand cuts with the Monopoly paper mm. money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or making them choke on the hat. <laughs> ship. Yeah. Here's your money. Shoving it down the throat. <laughs> How's Dick Park out. Lane feel now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, See? God, yeah. So it's it's not that far fetched, really. But no, I, I it, it it is it is. I, I jest. Obviously, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I will say this for Patricia Pulling. She uh, she went on to obtain a private investigator's license, and she became a consultant to law enforcement. What? Yeah, she was no. actually yeah she was actually their expert witness in gaming related lawsuits. What? Yeah, they they are lost the lawsuits, but still she was she was their expert witness in this these losing lawsuits. So it's something. Oh my god! Uh, she described. I rage quit life. Yeah, <laughs> she described uh, Dungeons and Dragons as a fantasy role-playing game which uses demonology, witchcraft, voodoo, murder, rape, blasphemy, suicide, assassination, insanity, sex perversion, homosexuality, prostitution, satanic-type rituals, gambling. Don't know why that's that <laughs> far down the list, but whatever. Barbarism, cannibalism, sadism, desecration, demon summoning, necromantics divination and other teachings it's like yeah wait till she sees postal (laughs) yeah oh imagine imagine if she was still going today god bless her Uh, (laughs) oh she'd rage quit life she would she really would uh i mean and and as well she had some uh she had some pretty outstanding views and uh as, as the popularity of Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing games increased, her her views were called into question. Like, she once told a newspaper reporter that 8% of the people living in Richmond, Virginia, were Satanists. When she was kind of questioned where she got that figure from, she said, well, I estimate that 4% of adults and 4% of teenagers were involved with Satanism. So I just added them together and got 8%. I estimated. Not even. I did a survey on the roadside outside McDonald's, and I surveyed ten people. It was just well, I just estimated. Just, just gave it a guess, didn't I? <laughs> and then, when the reporter turned round and went, you know, if this, that that four and four, 
is actually just 4% because it's 4% of the population, not 8 She went, oh, it doesn't even matter because even 8% is a conservative figure from her made-up statistics. Like, do you know what? Like, nice one, lady. Keep yeah, walking. But, yeah, rather than go, well, I just made it up, huh? Why not? She, she went, wow. uh, I, did, I did the maths. Look, I actually did the maths on it. Clearly. And they were wrong, but I tried. <laughs> they were wrong, but it doesn't even matter because 8% of that population are goddamn Satanists. Gotta be. What else are they doing at night? <laughs> oh, I've seen them. I've seen them. This woman's a nutter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, to be honest, it's, it's one of them. She did lose her son, and I am sorry for that. But it's, it's like we were saying, look... Try and heal. Don't try and ruin everyone else's life. You know... She was just a nutter. It sounds a bit like she was a nutter before all that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's probably as to the reasons, like... Yeah, there's reasons that people do stuff. And uh, you just got to look close as well, haven't you? Really. She sucked all the fun out of everything. Well, that's it. Imagine that, coming home from school. Like, you've been locked in your locker all the fucking recess or playtime, whatever they call it, right? And you manage to get out. You go to class and it's shit because you can't fucking draw or whatever it is you're supposed to do. And then you spend an hour after school playing some D&D to chill out. And then you get home and your mum's on your case. Like, where have you been? I've just been playing with my friends. I hope you weren't summoning devils. Have you been playing that rapey game again? That Dungeons and Dragons? Like, Do you know, I, I, I didn't even know what rape was when I was 12, I don't think. Yeah, same. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it, it's, I think it's, is it cylindrical or it's circular that these moral panics go round and round? And I'm sure at some point, I mean, we'll we'll kind of have another one where you just look at it and go, no, just shut up. I mean, like you say, there's a lot going on at the minute anyway. Uh, Shall we set up our own Church of Satan? Because it sounds like there's money to be made. You you actually can. You can become, uh, you can either be an active member or a passive member. To be an active member, I think you've got to pay. No, an active member, You, I think you've got like, Sacrifice five goats. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to Anton. Uh, <laughs> I think there's like a subscription involved, and then to be a passive member, there's just a one-off payment. It's a bit like, a bit like Netflix, really. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that's. I wonder what you get be- from it. I bet it's just... Pilates, <laughs> stuff like mindfulness. I bet it's stuff like that. Just peace of mind, Come really. Join the Church of Satan. And now reach for the sun, look up, inhale, and exhale. Let all the negative thoughts vanish from your mind. Join us at the Church of Satan. Do you know what? I I think that's a great advert for it. I I forget the name of the actual (laughs) high priest who is in at the moment but they've don't, don't use that clip because you can buy it off us uh, <laughs> we, we can make money as well here right 
Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be the high priestess <clears throat> Xerxena. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what was Watch funny about this space? <laughs> what is funny about the Church of Satan is that they did. I think in 2000 and odd, they did actually relocate their headquarters to Hell's Kitchen. Which uh, in New York, which I thought was that—that nah, is a, that is marking that. Nah, that is a great move. Oh my God! Wouldn't it be great if Gordon Ramsay was the lead, the high priest, the high priest of the Church of Satan in Hell's Kitchen, but his own Hell's Kitchen, and all the people who were part of the show, all the people who were cooking underneath him in Hell's Kitchen, are all part of the Church of Satan as well. Like to to actually partake in the show, you have to join. You have, to, you have to pay the subscription fee to be part of the Church of Satan. I'm just saying, Gordon, there's an extra bit of money revenue there for you if you consider it. Can you can you just can you just imagine that? Like just picture <laughs> it in your head. For fuck's sake, Xerxes, your pie has got a soggy bottom. <laughs> We're having a bake sale at weekend. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you, Anton? An idiot sandwich. <laughs> Xena, it's fucking raw. It's this. Love it. I want my fucking chicken medium rare. <laughs> oh, back up Netflix. Back up. <laughs> I, I, oh, we, stop, we need to stop talking about this on air. Really, anyway. because we're, oh, we're going to get... All these, all these live workshopping sessions, honestly. We're giving people so much money. I know, they're just, oh, all right. Copyrighted, all of it, trademarked and copyrighted. Yep. Don't know yeah. how to do any of that, but it is because we've done it. <laughs> I mean, I think you can just go, just go on Google and just go uh, Church of Satan dot hell dot org copyright pay. I think like two ninety nine or something. PayPal sorted, didn't it? Can't be that hard. <laughs> All them morons do it on Dragons Den. You know, when they come to the dragons with a great idea and it's like a pencil. It's like, mm, yeah. Sorry. You know that's not a new idea, right? Done 700 years ago, mate. Uh... <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but mine is coloured. Yeah, no, again, no, it's not a it's not a new thing. It's a colouring pencil. Just, just, He's been using them for decades. <laughs> the look, the look in his eyes when he comes on with a pen. And he's like, <laughs> it's not only got blue, but black, red and green on the top. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Uh... He's come from the most sheltered life ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the dragons are sitting there clicking their multicolored pens. Like, <laughs> on this occasion, I have to say, I'm out. <laughs> click, click. Uh, marking this one with green? Or no? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, that was uh, that was just something that it uh, all right. It didn't amuse me because obviously it contained suicide and and other harmful subjects. But it was just something interesting that it it was during this 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 period time and how how you can get if one if a couple of factors all go in the same kind of way, you can create this this outrage and you can kind of just push on with it it's like it, this is how QAnon starts and now now with the mm -hmm. social media and the echo chamber that we've got is just getting more amplified and I think nowadays it's a lot easier to kind of start this whereas yeah, back definitely. in the day it was it was a lot harder I mean this is this is probably why you had to go big or go home 
back in the day, yeah. like it's fucking devil. It's got to be, you know, biggest thing ever. <laughs> or or the, yeah. the Salem witch trials. That was that's kind of the same thing. Witches, witches, they turn me into a frog. I got better, like, but <laughs> overnight, in fact. Yeah. Uh, but I still like to jump. Don't we all? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and eat flies. Yeah, and I do have a really look. I have really, really long tongue. <laughs> now, listen, Mister Simmons, just sit back down. We'll deal with this in a bit. Yeah, so you off your medication again. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it's for me. Like I didn't, I didn't. Obviously, I knew what moral panic was, and you kind of you understand it more so now. But it, it's just the the application of how one or two reportings like uh, uh, Michelle remembers or, or the reporting in the papers about the mods and the rockers how that just that one little thing can be the be the spark to kind of everyone's looking at mods and rockers a little bit differently now everyone's looking probably back at their well back at their childhood going hmm was I in some kind of ritual and did Jesus wipe my mind uh, <laughs> when these things came out and it happened uh do you think Jesus has got one of them things that the men in black have got? You know, the things that you they like look into this light and then they put the glasses on and then it wipes your mind. Do you know what? I think Jesus puts his shades on first. I did actually think that, but <laughs> because because it's a, the, an actual quote from the book is, at a time you will remember, he's only kind of blocking the memories, he's not wiping the memories. Ah, uh, right, yeah. So, yeah, he, I, as soon as I read it, I went, he's got a thingamabob. Will Smith's got, he's got one of them. But I don't think he has because uh, he's just like putting a block there. So he's, he's got some kind of paywall. and then... Or he's he's got one of them, but he bought it off Wish. So it doesn't work <laughs> like it would if you bought it off Amazon or, some, or Etsy. It's only, it only does like half a job. Not as like, advertised. Rather than paying... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Rather than paying like fifty quid for it, he paid like, you know, one pound seventy, and it doesn't it doesn't really wipe memories per se. It just blasts you with a, a really bright light t- to the point where you're stunned and you can't remember things for a couple of seconds because you're so whoa, what is that bright light? And then afterwards you remember. Wouldn't or when you visit Paul McKenna. Well, yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't like a a wish list one of them just be like a big stick and you just twat them over the head with it. <laughs> just a club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Right. You'll, you forgot. I'll see you later. That... Yeah, but the actual advert image still has a picture of Will Smith <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones on it just holding one of them. Yeah. Oh, God. That would have been a different film, wouldn't it? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, China can still make their own, can't they? Their own wish version. Indeed. I would pay to see it. Indeed, yeah. But oh. I wouldn't pay very much because that would be going uh, against everything they believe in. Obviously, yeah. And we'd we'd, we'd order it off Wish, not Netflix. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get a completely different film. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Didn't want to watch Wild Wild West, but we've got it now. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, that was... Uh, that was that was all about moral panic. It was uh, it was it's really it's really interesting to uh, to learn about the social side of it for me, uh, uh, yeah. uh, and how it can just blow up in uh, 
Yeah, one tiny thing like what kind of music you make and what t-shirt you wear can turn into the devil killed my son. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you, it's one of them, if you don't conform with society, then we will make you conform with society. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why the Illuminati control the media and we all are a sheeple. Yes. We've all got Bill Gates' chips in our arms now. Yeah. Uh, oh no, that, that's that's you think that I don't think that. Uh. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind to be honest. Like if I if I had that smart wallpaper and stuff, you know, so I had a chip in my hand, so every single time, like I could just use an app or something and change the entire interior color of my living room and stuff just by a chip in my hand and smart wallpaper. I'd do it, stick it in my brain if it if it helps my interior design choices, which. Let's fa- let's be face it. They actually do change. I-, I would say once every nine and a half days, I want to repaint my entire living room. <laughs> so that would be much more helpful. Yeah, uh, I'm all for it. Indeed. And uh, on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, the future is a bleak one that we're all heading into becoming sheeple and cyborgs. Uh, Hopefully John Connor be a, will be about soon. And uh, I don't want to be a sheeple, but I wouldn't mind being a cyborg. I could upgrade myself. <laughs> How cool is that? I mean, sure, surely it depends. Surely, like, you, there'll be a payment plan and you've got a level of cyborg that you can afford. Like, I know I'd, I'd have the fucking... Yeah, I'd still be the same. I wouldn't be able to afford it. <laughs> and, like, you go, you go one up from that where you start getting implants, but you can't implant them yourself. And then there's like platinum service where <laughs> you just get everything, get something sent out, a new thing every month. Like, or you could try and upgrade yourself, but if you accidentally bricked yourself, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> the dodgy game to play. <laughs> just, just can't move like that. Oh shit! <laughs> this has gone like, wrong. Can we place an emergency like nine one one to bag? <laughs> Bag of brick myself, I can't move. I really want a copper. Oh god. Can you log in remotely, please? <laughs> yes, you can share my screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so on that bombshell, this yeah. has been the MO podcast with me, Consumation San. And me, Atreya. Thank you so much for joining us, and we shall see you all next time. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast.